We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, Sarah, Lamar Jackson's locked-in approach in pursuit of a Super Bowl honestly has become a phenomenon, quite frankly, this year. And yet we're still here learning more and more about just how serious he really is. <laughs> it's from a new report, Bobby, that is showing that number eight has made a savage move with his past individual awards, including his NFL MVP and his Heisman trophies. And speaking of Savage Bobby, you're going to want to hear his answer to a reporter asking him if he's confident that the offense can score enough points to win in this postseason. You're going to love this. I'm Bobby Trossett alongside Sarah Ellison. It is Wednesday, January 17th, and this is your morning Ravens update from Inside the Vault. All right, so we're going to take you into a deep dive into Tuesday's practice report, which saw the return of rookies A Flowers, and also share an encouraging update on Mark Andrews along with some practice film from his day. Plus, the Baltimore Banners' Jonas Schaefer did a check-in with players to gauge the Ravens' strength and conditioning program, nearly one year removed from what we all know was the parting of ways with Steve Saunders. Yeah, we have all of that and much, much more. Things are ramping up. Thank you for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the the most important Ravens news and our opinions in about 30 minutes. So, Bobby, we all know Lamar has said time and time again that he doesn't care about individual awards. He doesn't care about individual goals, doesn't care about any of those things. Now, for us here, we care a little bit. We've been fighting for him with an MVP and all that kind of stuff. But if you think that for Lamar, this has been just lip service, (laughs) you would be wrong. So, Bobby, there's a lot of people as the playoffs are coming into focus, writing a lot of print journalists writing their features on Lamar Jackson heading into this game. We all know what's going on around him with the playoff narrative around him and how he needs to change that and get more wins in the postseason. And I was reading this story from Ryan Mink on BaltimoreRavens.com, and it was this tidbit (laughs) that had me dying laughing. So Ryan was talking a little bit about how Lamar, and we've heard him say this before, that especially when he was on with Tom Brady, that he's upset that he hasn't won championships more often, including in high school and uh, in college, he didn't win the, the the championships. And he said he did. It's really been since you know he was in 
uh, Pop Warner football that, that he's won one. So here, let me just read this for you from, from Ryan Mink. He says, since then, since he won that in, in Pop Warner, Jackson has won a slew of individual awards, most notably his Heisman Trophy in 2016 and unanimous 2019 MVP. Both stay in a closet, in bubble wrap. In a box. That's where those that's where those highly coveted trophies are. Goes on to say, if slash when he wins his second MVP this year, it will likely go in the same place. If he wins the Super Bowl, however, Jackson has a spot picked out in his house to display the Lombardi trophy. I want that Super Bowl, Jackson told Tom Brady last week. That's the accolade that I really want so bad. I've been chasing that for a long time. So if you thought he was, he is not messing around when he says he doesn't care about these individual awards, Heisman and MVP included, he is for real. It's all about Super Bowl trophies, Bobby. What I loved on top of that was also from BaltimoreRavens.com, something that I didn't know about a request of his. And we know that one of the staff changes made that was a promotion internally this past offseason was elevating T. Martin to quarterbacks coach right. to work closely with Lamar. Well, championship pedigree is something T. Martin knows about from his college days. This guy is was and is a quarterback mind, and he's a winner. And I think that that's something that's easy to, to, to take for granted this year about the changes in overall approach that John Harbaugh took and, and what ultimately became – a great partnership and has become a great partnership. Lamar and T and Spencer Schultz was on the same page with us. He took a screenshot from BaltimoreRavens.com and had this little nugget about immediately after games, T Martin leaves an advanced scouting report on the next team in Lamar's locker. That is by request. It's something that T wanted when he was a quarterback at the university of Tennessee, where like I was kind of referencing, he won a national championship in 1998 Jackson badly wants to win a championship and he has a champion coaching him I love this so much right we think about the greatness that is demanded in the linebackers room that Roquan has shared with Zach Orr and how that's leaked down because of how much of a dog he was and is and I think in a different way the exact same thing is is manifesting itself in the quarterback's room and I just love this little nugget right here right and that's why when you see him at the podium Regardless of a blowout, regardless of what whatever it is, if it's a blowout, a tightly contested game, a tough loss, he's on to the next week. And that's been something that is not only he's practiced, but it's been contagious throughout this entire team all year long. Yeah, he's on. I mean, he said he said on Wednesday at the podium, uh, as soon as he found out it was Houston, uh, he was like, I dove right into the film study. He went back to week one when they played against uh, Houston, then he continued out throughout the season. So he's been locked in when it comes to, to just, yeah, making sure he knows his opponents inside and out. Now, speaking of savage moves, Bobby, there was a savage answer. He gave, <laughs> gave more. And of course it's always in Lamar's own, uh, you know, nice, nice way. But if you don't know in his four playoff games, the offense, the Ravens haven't scored more than 20 points. So uh, Jerry Sandusky, voice of the Ravens, he, he reminded Lamar of that today. And uh, you'll hear the question and the answer. In your four previous playoff games, the offense didn't score more than 20 points. How much more confident do you feel that this year's offense has the ability to put up the points you need to win in the playoffs? I'm very confident. Very, very confident. Extremely confident. <laughs> 
it's, it's like the 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 it's like the laugh at the end for me. It was the laugh at the end. Yeah, very confident. My very, man is like loose. That. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like it, he is like he's just so ready. Speaking of loose, Jonas Schaefer got some video today of Lamar during warmups, and yeah, he was loose, loose, kind of like messing around there at practice. Then you'll notice right there, he just threw it with his left hand. Speaking of T. Martin, that's his quarterback's coach right next to him, giving him those footballs. Here we, here we go again. He hands it over to him. Lamar, well, let me just throw it again with my left hand. No no big deal. Just pretty it, – again, it's just warm-ups. Nothing, nothing too big here, but uh, there's Huntley there. We can see Huntley, and then um, looks like – I don't know who that guy is, but he pretends to tackle him. It's got to be some, some assistant coach, some, some helper there. And then he's given love to his offensive line, including Tyler Linderbaum. They've got, well, I don't even know what kind of handshake that was. It just looked like it was, you know, kind of giving high fives. But uh, certainly, certainly locked in, yet isn't like overly serious, right? You can't get so serious that you uh, start to feel too much pressure. And speaking of pressure, Roquan was asked about, you know, the next level of pressure during the playoffs. And of course, he gave the most. Roquan Smith answer that you could imagine. Pressure, hell, I don't feel pressure uh, at all, but some do say pressure burst pipes and make diamonds. And hey, you know, I know a lot of guys in there like diamonds, so I would say we're in a diamond making business uh, at the end of the day. But at the end of the day, we just got to come out and be who we are. And that's going to start from the first play to the last play, send a message uh, exactly who we are and what we've been all year. And this is a new year right here, so everybody is zero and zero going into each and every game, and it's about winning the game at hand, and that's that's our focus. And I know if we do everything uh, to the standard that we know, everything else will work out for us. For for us. You know, it's interesting. Bo Smoka from Press Box reminded me on Twitter that uh, Roe is still looking for his first playoff win. When he was in Chicago, they went 0 and 2. He missed one of those games, and then of course the Ravens lost in the first round, as we know, uh, in heartbreak fashion last year in Cincinnati. So you think this doesn't mean anything to these guys, including Roquan? Like some people have been to the postseason, but not everybody's had success once they've gotten to the postseason. And uh, uh, and just, just speaking to how loose things are, too, they go as Lamar goes. So if, if yeah. it's a Tuesday, right? That that clip from Jonas that he captured was a Tuesday. You've still got multiple days Tuesday. to kind of lock I said in Wednesday. here. I meant Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, right. Because we're all well. It feels we're like a Wednesday. Because yeah, because it's a Saturday <laughs> yeah. game. But uh, yeah. but they go as you go, Lamar, and and the, and, and that looseness, I think, you know, speaks to their confidence levels and and hopefully how they've prepared, over prepared in a sense. Yeah, they talked a lot. They talked a lot about the, the the practice that John Harbaugh has put them through, and Harbaugh or Lamar felt like it was very beneficial. Uh, he had him practicing as if there would be a game, and then on game what would have been game day, he had him down at the stadium, and Lamar felt like that kept them all. Uh, you know, in in the zone, if you will, keeping it together. And then as confident as Lamar is, he also isn't afraid to give love. He was asked about C.J. Stroud because he won his first playoff game as a rookie. So they asked him, you know, did you watch C.J.? Did you get a look at it? I know that because when, when Lamar does film study, he's doing film study against their defense, right? It's not like he's film yes. studying C.J. Stroud. That would be a waste of his time. That would be for Roquan and his his guys to do. But uh, he's asked if you if you if you watched it live. He goes, I didn't see it live, but I did see it. And they were like, Well, what'd you think of it being his first playoff game as a rookie? And Lamar says, "Quote from my experience, he played a lot better than I did for my rookie game. I'll say that <laughs> he did a great job. He did he did great. So Lamar giving him some love and and uh, he's right. CJ CJ was on fire against those Browns, and that's not an easy defense to go up against.
CJ is a dog, and as we've said many times, it's a different Houston Texans coming to town. Still, Vegas loves the Ravens, though. Nine or nine-and-a-half-point favorites based on which sports book you're looking at. So still heavy, heavy, heavily uh, favored going into Saturday. All right, here's the injury report as of Tuesday afternoon, and this is the way things look at the top. Mark Andrews, he was limited on Tuesday. We'll have some video of him in just a second with that ankle trying to work his way back, perhaps. Perhaps he could be one of those roster spots that we mentioned earlier in the week. Uh, Devin Duvernay, he was a full participant with a back. Another guy who's eligible to take up one of those two available roster spots. Zay Flowers, this is encouraging because he missed pretty much all of last week, Sarah, with that calf. He was limited mm -hmm. on Tuesday, as was Malik Harrison with a groin. Marlon Humphrey showed up as a DNP yet again. Uh, he's dealing with a calf. Adafi Owe was limited with an ankle. Delshawn Phillips was a DNP with a shoulder, as was Tylen Wallace with a knee. So three DNPs, most notably Marlon Humphrey. What do you think? Uh, well, Marlon's definitely, you know, that's concerning. He's had obviously quite a bit of time off, as as he should have, just like everybody else. And to see him not at practice yet um, certainly puts him in jeopardy. It doesn't mean he's going to be out for sure, but he sure seems like he's going to be in jeopardy. Meanwhile... Uh, Mark Andrews, let's start there. Um, here's some practice footage, courtesy of, of Ryan Mink, uh, going out for just a pass there, you know, looks, looks pretty, pretty decent. Now what's not in this video, uh, but was reported is that he did make a leaping catch. So, I mean, he's, I don't know, Bobby. I think he's one of the two. You think really he's do. one of the two? I really do. I think it's going to be Mark and Duvernay. Okay. Well, Those you might guesses. be right. You might be right because it looks because Duvernay was a full participant and Tylen Wallace limited. Is, Devin is was limited. Yeah, Devin, and he's, Devin he's was injured. limited. No, but I mean, yes, he was limited. Wait, oh, I'm sorry. Nope, nope. That's no, my mistake. Full. full participant. He was yep. full, and Tylen Wallace was a a DNP. Correct. Yes. 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 Okay. Sorry. So you're right in that it probably is going to be Duvernay, especially if Tylen isn't, you know, ready to go. Uh, which is why, by the way, never people always are like, oh, we have this person now. We don't need this person. It's like, remember, there are still injuries that could happen. So like when people are like, I don't know if we need Mark Andrews, we don't know what's going to happen to any tight ends or wide receivers yes. or whatever. Like, I'm not, I mean, I hope, you know, I likely stays healthy, but like what happened, what would happen if likely went down? Like people get way too confident with what they have. So, uh, really good news that Duvernay's on his way back. If Tylen can't go for sure. And to your point, uh, uh, before I thought for sure it wasn't Mark, but the way reporters talked about him today, plus then they asked Harbaugh about him. Here's what Harbaugh said about Andrew. Yeah, that was, I think, today was his best uh, best showing so far. You know, he really uh, took took a big step. Just what you saw today, we saw as well. Uh, so that's encouraging. We'll just have to see how it goes. Wow. Right. Uh, I think it's fantastic. I don't want to live in a world. I've said this on my personal channel. I just don't want to live in a world where you're worried about potentially disrupting the flow of the offense. We're talking about an all pro tight end, somebody who's uh, as, as fierce of a competitor as there is in all of football. And while Isaiah likely has stepped up and been that guy since he's been down, Let's see what they look like together out there. That's what I want to see this this upcoming weekend. And um, just obviously, you know, big picture here: the returners to practice, Zay Flowers, Adafi Owe, and Malik Harrison, Marlon, Tylen, and Delshawn were not uh, were, were not practicing, but it is a big deal that Zay Flowers is back. And Kyle Barber, beat reporter for for the Ravens, um, he talked to Adafi Owe 
and or at least uh, Adafe spoke with reporters. He was back at practice, said he felt pretty good, said there's no way he's missing the divisional round. And when he, Kyle asked him how big the bye week was for him to recover, Adafe said it was huge. That's all I'll say. It was huge. So perhaps a little message there for the rest versus, versus rust debaters out there. And uh, here's Lamar on Zay, to your point on Zay, which is, I mean, seriously, <laughs> a big deal. I thought this exchange between Lamar and the reporter was was funny on Zay. I mean, I, don't, I really don't think he have to, have, um, has to improve. He just got to keep doing what he's doing. You know, just being himself and playing how he's playing, whatever mode he's in before the game. Just stay in that mode because he go out there and just ball out. Yeah, I mean, how has he improved since week one? He's been playing the same. <laughs> He's been playing the same. Uh, she would just keep doing it, you know, just level up a little bit more, if anything. That's his guy. That's his That's guy. That's his guy. That's, That's his, guy. his guy. So what's – oops, sorry. What's going on in Houston? Yeah, I just wanted to quickly pull this up just so you have the Houston perspective. We'll talk to John McClain later this week more for his perspective. Long time uh, Houston – Texans reporter, but Aaron Wilson, who you know from your Baltimore days, um, he, he said who, who did not practice today. And I think most notably here, just because he was banged up last weekend, Laramie Tunsil, yeah. their, their left tackle. So that, that'll be something to, to watch there. It, it says it was just rest, but yeah. I know he was banged up. Having watched that game last weekend, I know he got banged up for a little while. So I think other than that, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to John about the rest, but that's one to monitor. Yep, definitely, definitely one. Um, and then meanwhile, just, just to kind of set the scene of practice today, you saw in that, in that video footage they were inside at the Ravens facility because here's what was going on outside. For all you audio-only people, it was just basically the, the fields were completely snowed over 100%. Uh, so yeah, now that being said, reporters are like, whoa, you were inside. Uh, are you going to be ready? And here's what Harbs had to say about the weather. Yeah, we'll practice it. We practiced it the last couple of weeks. You know, it was pretty cold the last couple of weeks, a lot of wind. So that's been good for us. I, I kind of feel good about that. Uh, we will get out there tomorrow. I really believe we'll be able to get out there tomorrow. The field was frozen today, so we weren't able to get out there today, uh, but tomorrow looks like we should. Yeah, so they've been outside plenty over the last couple of weeks and seen them in the wind. And then Lamar was asked, hey, are you ready for the 20 degrees? And Lamar says, I'm ready for whatever right now. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready for whatever. So, uh, that, that is not that is not how you usually hear a Florida guy sound, but he's been in Baltimore long enough now. He's played in some crazy conditions. He knows what he's saying. He knows what he's getting himself into. And by the way, the forecast for right now, Bobby, is while cold, it, it there is no clear right sky. now any yeah. like rain or snow expected. Yep, clear skies. Let's hope. There's, there's quite a few South Floridians in that locker room, as we've noted in recent yeah. weeks. So let's hope they don't do what Miami did because Miami laid a major egg last weekend as we all watched unfold. All right. This one I've been looking forward to just because I feel like we were not a central part in it by any stretch, but this definitely fell across our desk a year ago. And that was you more than me, you more than me, for sure. You've been on top of this. It became our thing though, because we're a partnership. And I thought this was fun. Like the strength and conditioning, what's even is the right word. Like the strength and conditioning saga that has become, not anymore, but this time last year, Steve Saunders was the head of the strength and conditioning department, and he had come under fire several times within recent years, whether it was due to his role and what ultimately led to a suspension during the COVID outbreak or the injury-riddled 2021 season, which, of course, it's hard to pinpoint one person, but when you're the head strength and conditioning coach, I know our guy Q Kadri Ismail has a lot of opinions when it comes yes, to the human performance side of things of this, but I just thought it was cool that Jonas Schaefer of the Baltimore Banner did a check-in, being that we're almost a year removed from Steve and the Ravens parting ways. John Harbaugh decided to hire internally, and one of his successors was a guy who was underneath him by the name of Scott Elliott. So uh, I spent a good portion of today kind of looking into Jonas's report, digging up some old information for context purposes, just in terms of how we got here. And so Jonas's tweet reads as follows, and it includes a couple player quotes uh, to which a piece is titled, How the Ravens Fix Their Maligned Strength Program. Quote, he cares so much about us and wants the best for us, referring to Scott Elliott. Quote, probably the best my body's felt this far into the season. Quote, it's definitely different from how Steve went about it. Those were three quotes from players that were given to Jonas Are they all anonymous? No, they're all... Uh, they're all on the record. Oh, okay. And it's in the piece, and we'll link to it okay. in, the, in the description of this video. The second one, by the way, probably the best my body's felt this far into the season was from Brent Urban. Uh, he's ah. in his second stint with the Ravens. He's a veteran, as we know. I believe the third one is Geno Stone, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. But I, and I think the first the first one's Pat Ricard. But anyway, okay. what I did was I pulled a few snippets that I felt like because it's a long piece, and you guys should all go check it out because Jonas did a good job. 
But let's give proper context just in case you're just catching up on this. <laughs> Here we go. And we all remember in March of 2023, the NFLPA led surveys that came out, which essentially tasked players with evaluating their organizations from the top down. There were a bunch of different categories, one of which the Ravens received. Something that you and I, I remember thinking, we didn't even know this grade existed. An F minus? I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> That's what they got under the strength coaches category. It ranked dead last 32nd league wide. Okay. The weight room was a C plus tied for 22nd. I'm very training curious room. what it's going to be this year, Bobby. Me too. Yeah. The train is going to be an annual thing, correct? That the NFLPA does. I think so. From here on out. Okay. The training room received a grade of a C 21st league wide and training staff was B plus tied 22nd league wide. So this was what we remember was a big topic point during the NFL Combine. What was also a topic point then was Eric DaCosta because he met with the media and he was asked about all the wide receiver troubles that they've had in drafting in recent years, to which you transcribed one of the answers, and we all know what Rashad <laughs> Bateman had to say about this. He quote tweeted it right here, your transcription, and said, how about you play to your player's strength? Stop pointing the finger at us in number eight. Blame the one you let do this. We take the heat 24-7 and keep us healthy. Care about us and see what happens. Ain't no promises, though. Tired of y'all lying and capping on players for no reason. A since-deleted tweet from Rashad. He's since apologized for it. This was aimed directly at Eric. At least it was in the quote tweet. But we don't know specifically who it was at. Was it at Steve Saunders? Was it at Greg Roman? Was, it at, was he mad at the world, Sarah? We don't know. Well, I mean, um, he's certainly implying, like... <laughs> Blame the one you let do this and keep us safe, keep us healthy. I mean, yeah, certainly seems like. And he wasn't Steve done Saunders there. Is, is not not on that you know list. He wasn't done there. Quincy Adeboyjo, former Raven, he quote tweeted some stuff out there on the survey and said, "Definitely ruined my career. Three year season ending injuries in a row after being healthy my entire career prior." Brent Law from Ravens Twitter tweeted that and essentially said, yeah, what's up with that? You know, Rashad didn't have any issues when he was at Minnesota and he hasn't even finished the season yet. Well, Rashad's retweeting that. He's going on his surge, right? You can remember Derek Wolf, which, you know, it's yeah. funny. Derek, Derek is on record for telling me on Denver radio when I was previewing the Broncos Ravens game that Steve is the reason why he retired early. Yeah. So you've got former players, you've got current players. I mean, it was just a mess. And yeah. so I wanted to give that context before we get into the here and now, because I thought Jonas did a good job uh, of sort of profiling where where internally, where the feelings are. Do you have anything to add before we get to some of the stuff? Nope. Stuff? Nope. You're doing a good job. Good context. All right. So here it is. I'll go full screen for those of you on YouTube. This is courtesy of Jonas Schaefer, the Baltimore Banner. All right, uh, Scott Elliott, who who's the new strength and conditioning uh, head trainer now, uh, he was speaking to he was speaking on um, Jonas was referring to Brent Urban here. Uh, he says the Raven strength staff better caters its workouts regimens to certain positions. Urban, who's played in all seventeen games this season, said, "quote This is probably the best my body's felt this far into the season in his six seasons in Baltimore." Second stint. He said, Harbaugh has done a great job hiring staff members who can understand not to kind of beat us up early in the season. I can remember having a conversation with Pat Ricard last offseason who not only mentioned that they don't have specific regimens catered to um, specific position groups, but also that he felt like it wasn't balanced enough. It was too much at times. Uh, another quote from Brent, 
they kind of understand it from more of a player's perspective instead of kind of the old mindset where it's just like trying to beat the crap out of us and, <laughs> up and that kind of thing. I think there's a balance to it. That makes me think about what Kadri has told us in the past, Sarah, about that lack of balance, about about that old school mentality when it comes to lifting and strength training and things of that nature. So that's the first clip. So far, so good in terms of rejuvenating it from if you're Scott Elliott. Yeah, no, I mean, it just, I obviously, I don't know what was going on inside those walls, but based off of everybody, like Bateman and Adeboyjo and and uh, Urban and all these quotes, just sounds like it was just like, yeah, mentality to just go hard all the time. And by going hard all the time, the philosophy was like, it'll just strengthen you when in the end, according to some of these players, and Steve isn't here to defend himself, so who knows what he would say on his own behalf, but according to these players, it just sounded like they were beat up before the season even started. Before we get to a couple more of my takeaways, here's John Harbaugh on the matter. Jonas was sure to, to catch up with him before this piece released. Looking back on it in terms of making the choice to stay in-house and to go with Scott and, and the rest of the staff there, uh, we have a great, great group with Ron, with Anthony, with Kay. Uh, they're all, all three do a fantastic job. And uh, uh, Sam Rosengarten, I'm putting that category as well from a performance standpoint. Uh, but Scott led it. Uh, and it was really a... a um, an evolution of what we had been doing. We felt we were doing a lot of great things in the weight room. We felt like we had a really good program. And, you know, I, I, I have a lot of respect for Steve Saunders. I think he did a, worked really hard and did a heck of a job and, and made us a strong and in, and in condition football team. And then Scott, you know, through the circumstances that take place, they are what they are. And uh, Scott stepped in, uh, in, you know, maybe a little bit of a tough circumstance, right? And uh, just handled it just gracefully and aggressively and did a great job. I think he's, I think he's one of the stars of the season. You know, not just Scott, but the whole group that I just mentioned before. That weight room is, is one of our star, uh, stars of the season for sure. They've, done, they've just done phenomenal. The guys love going in there. They work really hard. Uh, I think it's very comprehensive in what we do. And uh, I'm in there. I'm in there every day, you know, with people. And Tell you what, you know, one of the knocks – and concerns that I saw within this fan base when they promoted internally, like you heard there at the top, that was an in-house hire. Mm -hmm. That was an in-house promotion for Scott Elliott was what's going to change. And by all intents and purposes, it sure looks like it's been a complete overhaul. And these players are satisfied so far a year later. So Scott deserves credit. John deserves credit for not going externally feeling like, okay, this guy's going to make the changes that we feel like are necessary and so far, so good. Sure, you've had your the J.K. Dobbins, you know, heartbreak, and you've had Keith Mitchell going down, and you've had freak things like the hip drop tackle on Mark Andrews. But mm -hmm. in comparison, for comparison purposes, like 2021 and and prior to that, it's, you're in pretty good shape health wise. Yeah, and I was just reading some of your other uh, you know screen grabs that you got. Zeitler just says it feels more individualized. It just feels like there's more, you know, it just feels like there's more give and take. That it's not like a one size fits all. I don't know if you want to read all of these, you know, more, but yeah, I mean, it just sounds like right better here. vibes. Go ahead. This, this one right here, Pat Ricard said there, there was quote, a little more tension in the weight room with Saunders under Elliot. Yeah. There are better vibes all around. So again, we could go yeah. on and on and share with you all of this. You know, Matt Abyss is talking about the, the, the competitive vibe in there. Tavius Robinson says that he's enjoying the the just the overall speed and the rate of it and, and the variety. So I just think that it, it was worthy of a conversation. 
it's good timing being that it's it's a year, you know, a year removed from a big decision made. And so far, there it's it's paying dividends for him. So well, and that was a big thing for John to say, like that the that Elliot and his staff and the weight room is one of the stars of the team. Yeah. That that's I mean, that's crazy. I I always personally have found myself having a hard time because I do know that football is a 100 percent injury rate, you know, game, which is why I've always like been pretty defensive of, of Lamar Jackson. Like he's not more injury prone than other quarterbacks, certainly not. And, and the statistics spread that out. So I always have a hard time being like, Oh yeah, for sure. Blame it on the strength and co conditioning coach versus bad luck. But it, but it sure feels like there's at least a combination of the two this year where they've had better luck, but at the same time, I mean, that many years in a row where that many people weren't coming back in a timely matter from serious injury, that, that it's got to be both. And, for, and for, for Harbaugh to say it's one of the stars of the season, I mean, you, you, don't, you don't make it to this divisional round with the number, one, the number one record in the league without being healthy. You, you just can't do that. And while the Ravens have had their injuries, I mean, how many guys – have made it back. I mean, Mark Andrews and Zay is is now on his way back, and and oh, and it's been more. There's been more like, ooh, that happened sooner than I thought. Than there has been the opposite, right? Where it's like, wait, why is this taking so long this year? Do you know what I mean? Hundred percent. Even like, even Ronnie Stanley being able to fight through some of his stuff. You know, even you know what I mean? It's like it's been more pleasant surprises than like, wait, it shouldn't take this long this year. Hundred percent. And speaking yeah. of blame, what a segue. Speaking of blame, because <laughs> this guy had a whole lot of that you know, under his docket, if you will, within this fan base. And that is former Ravens offensive coordinator Greg Roman. Peter Schrager was all over this. He's interviewing or interviewed with the Chicago Bears for their vacancy at OC this week. And Des Bryant, who had a cup of coffee in Baltimore, most commonly known for his time in Dallas. Well, <laughs> he pulled no punches on Greg and quote tweeted a report out there and said every wide receiver on the offense in Chicago better ask for a trade. Oof. I warned you. <laughs> oh, that, That's that rough. is rough. That's rough. <laughs> like, come on, man. Look, we, we get it. I think you and I both probably came around to, to realizing it at the end of it, looking back at it, you know, from a thousand feet up that maybe Harbs held on to him for a year too long, you know, and, and certainly, wide receivers did not flourish. And it was probably one of the central reasons why Marquise Brown requested a trade. And, and you know, but then again, he accomplished a lot in Baltimore and they established their dominance on the ground from a foundation standpoint due to his scheme, due to his principles, some right. of which still remain, by the way. And so yes. I don't know. I, I just, I'm not that type of person. I, I try not to be at least that, that lives in a world where, where you got to kind of drag people like that, that aren't, are fully to blame. Like they had a, they had a, a hand in it for sure, but man, to drag him like that. And I, you know what? I think Ken McCusick actually put it best. I think Des might be upset about that was sort of his comeback campaign. If you can remember yeah, the Ravens yeah. gave him a shot and that yeah. was it for him. And so I wonder if that has a little bit, he has a little bit of um, leftover animosity for that season. Yeah. Well, he definitely is not, uh, 
Greg Roman's biggest biggest fan, that's for sure. Uh, now, I don't know if, if, like, should Greg Roman never be able to get another OC job again? I mean, that's kind of what's going to, like, when you put stuff out like that, like, for yeah. like if I'm, like, an owner, I'm like, oh, or a head coach, I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't hire him if it's really going to, like, destroy things. But that's on Greg. Greg's going to have to show that he's been able to in- evolve, and and he's going to have to show that he can do what Todd Munkin has done which is marry a very strong running game with a passing game. That's what, that's what Greg's got to do. And so he's got to convince uh, the, the Bears that, that he can do that. But speaking of disgusted, I thought this was hilarious. Um, Ray Lewis was on with the Manning brothers. You know, they do, the, they do the simulcast on ESPN. And there was some atrocious defense going on in these playoff games that I saw, Bobby. One that I saw was, was the Steelers. Of all people, Steelers who are supposed to be with the Ravens in this black and blue division making a physical, like that one run by, um, by Allen where he went, he had a touchdown rush for like 52 yards. Like it was nice and all from Josh Allen, but I was like, where, why aren't the Steelers even trying to tackle him? Like there was one guy that tried and bounced off of him. I think it was Minka Fitzpatrick that didn't even try, like go back and watch the video. Didn't even try. So anyway, it was just abysmal. So here, uh, Ray Lewis is on watching the Eagles and the Tampa Bay Bucks, and he's he's just disgusted, Bobby. He's disgusted by the Eagles trying to or lack of ability to tackle. The tackle, oh, oh my, Ray, the oh my, the oh my, tackling. tackling, oh my, That's guys, 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 listen, just, just let me say this, let me say this, because I got to say this. Ta- practice and tackling every day is based off angles. When you see the angles of these guys and the way they approach tackling, it's crazy. Like nobody plays together. Put them in a cup. If you put them guys in a cup, you're not going to see big plays like this. But everybody's playing individual football, and that's insane to me, man. It's That's why sometimes I get outside and I go sit on my water because I can't deal with this type of stuff, Peyton. Like what? <laughs> like it's crazy. I can just imagine him leaving the room in disgust watching bad defense. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So, uh, so yeah, that that was funny from Ray. Yeah, that was inexcusable from the Eagles secondary, and they got a lot of questions up there in Philly right now, not only about some of the noise and speculation with their head coach, but they free-falled towards the end of this season, and, and they really did. As the NFC's representing team last year to be where they are now, yeah. pretty stunning. This well, isn't how that about, stunning. How about Baker getting a playoff win and the Browns not? That's crazy. I'm happy for Baker, man. Baker, you, know? you know what I think about with him? I think about one word, moxie. The yeah. guy is a winner. He's a He's got a chip on his shoulder. Bucks were not supposed to be there. I don't think they win this weekend in Detroit, but awesome, awesome story. All right, this was not that stunning to me at all. Uh, Mike Garofolo from NFL Network in a team meeting uh, shared – I should say, you know, he was he was reporting here. He wasn't in the team meeting, but Mike Tomlin in a team meeting told Steelers players that the speculation surrounding him stepping away is unfounded, and he plans on coaching the team in 2024. He's entering the final year of his contract, as we referenced earlier in the week. He's expected to address the media at some point in the next couple of days. So, this is relevant. Obviously, he and John Harbaugh all of a sudden one and two. Longest tenured head coaches in the league. Pretty wild. Yeah. And let me tell you something. Just because it just seems like the Steelers, regardless of how much talent they have, they seem to recently more have the Ravens number than the numbers than the, the Ravens have their number. So from a Ravens perspective, it wouldn't be the worst thing if Tomlin moved on. 
but man, I just love this. I just, I like him. I can't help it. I like him. I like him when I listen to him in his press conferences, the way he seems to keep the team together. Um, I like him. So uh, it seems, uh, and just in the same way that I don't think John Harbaugh should really be coach of the year, but I believe he believes he's, he's in the conversation. I feel like Mike Tomlin, I don't think he actually deserves to win it, but I feel like he should have been in the conversation too. The fact that he got that team, which was just didn't have a quarterback and, just devoid of, of talent in lots of different positions. The fact that he got him to the playoffs, to me, oh, to me, screams as an owner. Why, why wouldn't I keep this guy? Yep, uh, I just think about a you know a leader of men. So I think about when I think yeah. about Mike Tomlin, who's just an elite leader of men, and I think that's what he and John Harbaugh have in common. This is hilarious. All this right, this is just is hilarious. Hilarious. This is why Twitter stays unbeaten in terms of why people just hang around and hang around. So. Jay Gruden, no longer the head coach of the now Washington Commanders. He once was, including when RG3 was there. And Jay was watching the Philadelphia Eagles game the other night. And he just tweeted, if I ever put a quarterback through what Philly is putting Jalen through, I apologize. Pick up a blitz. RG3 quote tweets him with his glasses down on the tip of his nose (laughs) with a hilarious face and says, say what? <laughs> Jay then goes back. This is former player, former coach. This is kind of it's like you can't make this stuff up. Could you imagine, like, in 10 years, Lamar and John doing this? Like, John this Harbaugh, is, not gonna yeah, happen. All of DC was shook at this, like, as they should have been. This is wild. So, Jay comes back and says, You weren't prepared, Robert. <laughs> so, RG3, as he often does, makes a meme of himself. It's a <laughs> screenshot from an ESPN booth where he was an analyst. With another kind of funny, he's got a bucket hat it's on, and he's sort of like he's laughing, looking at the camera, eye rolling almost, and said, yeah. "Coach, you told me you didn't know how to coach a quarterback who could throw and run like me, so it looks like you weren't prepared." Jay, <laughs> Jay then comes back and responds, "You're right. We didn't have a good enough staff. Sorry. Hope all is well with you." I think there's some sarcasm there because if you remember the staff, Sarah. Half of the staff is now NFL head coaches. I don't think Jay's being genuine there. Oh, who who was on the staff? Gosh, like LaFleur and oh. McVeigh and all these dudes. At least earlier on, maybe this was I, I gotta look back at the time, but at one point they had like all these young guns on the same exact staff, all of whom are now NFL head coaches. So I don't know if he was genuine or not there, but what I do know is that Jay Gruden tweets as if he's not a former NFL head coach, straight up. No, he, he, <laughs> he is unafraid. That is for sure. He, he comes at him saying, you were un- unprepared. Quarterback says, I was unprepared. You are uh, just crazy. That was, that, that was yeah. wild to follow. That's one of the craziest exchanges that I've ever seen in the sports world on Twitter. Like That's just only in D.C., literally. Yeah. Only D.C. sports. Having worked there right out of college, Like that is just straight out of what you expect when it comes to being a D.C. sports fan. All Shout right, out. Final, final yeah. here, quick here, Bobby. One more. Now, the real controversy of the day. The real controversy of the day <laughs> is Marcus Williams this morning waking up to snow. First of all, I ain't going to make it to work today. <laughs> I don't even have a shovel. I'm from California. You got this snow all on the ground. Look, I got me a trash can trying to get the snow out the way. This ain't gonna work. First of all, it's a shame that y'all laughed at my pain. And I made it. And I shoveled all that stuff with a trash can. And I made it to work. 
Yeah. In the Kia. You heard that? Beep, beep. In the Kia. <laughs> I'm telling you. Marcus Williams is driving around a Kia in the snow up in Owings Mills. That cracked me up. I had a little fun with that on Twitter today being like, Come on, Marcus, you can't you can't use the excuse of California. You've been living in Baltimore for two years. People remind me, well, it hasn't really snowed a big time in Baltimore in two years. Okay, but he also went to the University of Utah for four years, where I lived in Utah for many years. My parents still live there. It snows all the time. So get yourself a snow shovel, sir. No more excuses here. But man, he, like Marlon, cracks me up. People like to make fun of him. I did, you know, have a little fun with him today. But he and Marlon are here for entertainment. I love it. Nobody wants to hear from the upstate New Yorker about what I feel about Maryland snow coverage. So I'm just going to move on because okay. I got some opinions. <laughs> I got some opinions. You elitist opinions on it. I got some opinions and I was spewing them last night. So I'm not even going to go down that road right now and, and, and upset our audience of whom are majority from Maryland. All right. Shout out our newest patron. Stan D is uh, supporting us and believing in what we're building here in Baltimore uh, through Patreon this month. We appreciate you, Stan. Thanks so much for all the content gathering that you do. And uh, if you guys are all interested as well, all of your support, all the donations go directly towards the betterment of our channel from the top down. And we really appreciate you guys. Patreon.com forward slash Ravens Vault Podcast is where you can learn more. The link is in the show notes. This is your Wednesday morning vault. We've got a game preview episode coming up tomorrow on Thursday. Hopefully some special guests before the week is over and plenty more content as we get ready for divisional round weekend. It's a 430 kickoff on Saturday inside the bank between the Ravens and Texans. Looking forward to it. Our post-game show will be probably starting somewhere around 8 o'clock. So mark your calendars accordingly. We'll catch you there. <laughs> 